0: I Kitty was up at the line. Oh! Herrera has missed the ball.
1: Yes, winning try for the Warriors last weekend. We've got Scott Sattler. He's one of our favourites. He comes on the show every week, every Wednesday, to talk matters NRL. But before we get started on Rugby League this week, I'm going to ask Scotty. Scotty, welcome. Hey, Duff. Mate, um, the Women's World Cup, have you been a fan? Have you been a watcher?
0: Well, I've been a fan in a sense that um, that, like, all Australians do when we have this, what I like to call a sporadic saturation, where we have sporadic um, major events in sport where it saturates the market for a small amount of time and the country just gets on board. So uh, I've got to say, I'm not an avid football fan. I don't watch it regularly. Um, I support Liverpool only because my son does. Um, and I support the Brisbane Roar because there's a team in Queensland and also the Lions and uh, in the AFL. But um, I've been watching it, Purely because it's our, you know, it's our country that's going really well. So, um, yeah, well, it's it's been amazing to watch. It's been amazing the crowd stuff. It's the crowds have been absolutely phenomenal. It's and the buzz in the streets has been, um, you know, it's captured everyone.
1: I'm curious to know what it means in the longer term, Scotty. And I'm an AFL man and you're an NRL man. So we view this from a different prism to say what um, football or soccer fans may view this. Is this a sugar hit or are we seeing a shift on the Australian sporting landscape as a result of this Women's World Cup?
0: Well, along with netball, it's the biggest participation sport when it comes to those junior those junior participation numbers. And that makes sense because, you know, even as a rugby league player, you know, I didn't play rugby league till I was 12, so it was all about playing soccer. And that was purely because my mum thought rugby league was too rough, so mum made the decision in the house, not dad. And we see a lot of that now. We see mum makes the decision for the child up until about sort of 13 or 14, when when especially male athletes they want to follow in in dad's likes and what team they follow and whether it's rugby league or AFL. So, um, And that makes sense. Is it a sugar hit? Yeah, it is. It, it is a sugar hit. And the reason why I, I think it's it's never going to be a mainstream sport from a, a viewership point of view is, well, one, it's very hard from an accessibility point of view. It's behind a paywall if you want to watch it, a little bit like the rugby, the rugby union. But also mainly Duff, I think, AFL and rugby league and and our cricket players, all the best players in those sports. Well, AFL is the only country we play in. Australia plays, but with cricket and rugby league and AFL, the the athletes are so tangible. I mean, you can go down to any any one of your you know local clubs and watch the team train, and you can get photos and you get autographs and you can reach out and touch them, and um, and they're real. So I think. With our soccer players, our football players, they've all got, and our basketball players, they've all got to go overseas, the best players, to get the best, to get the best competitions. Yeah, with EPL with soccer, or Europe, whatever it may be, and with basketball to America. And um, so, yeah, I, I feel as though sometimes they're not real. You can't reach out and touch them, and and so we can't sort of assimilate with them. So I feel as though that's why it is always a short because we get all the best, like with the World Cup. Of basketball event account. You get all the best that comes to one location, we can we can all jump on board and jump on their back and really support them. But then when it finishes they all disappear to their the relevant competitions. And I think that's what's different with our our mainstream sports like rugby league and AFL.
1: So speaking of sugar hits for sports, the NRL came to Perth last weekend, I think forty thousand at Optus Stadium to see the double header. That a successful event in your eyes?
0: Absolutely. And I think you know, unless If there's going to be an 18th team, which I, I guess there will be. There'll be no doubt whether that's going to be one that's out of the you know, the Pacific Nations um, or whether it's going to be a team in, in Perth. Either way, we've got to keep taking games to Perth. Uh, I just feel as though we, there's a, there is a small enough rugby league community over there that, um, that have either moved over there, that were Western Reds fans, that are just playing sports fans um, that have attended just to go and watch. So I think, you know, I think it was a success to see there's over 40,000 people attending um, a sport that maybe a lot of them don't know what's actually going on, but they like the contact, they like the excitement about what happens in rugby league. It's a smaller field than the AFL and a lot more confined spaces to try and you know, find open space. So And I was glad that the very first try that was scored in the double header was one of the superstars, Carlin Tonga you know, it sets up a try and then and then finishes it off from 30 or 40 meters. you seen one of the the genuine superstars of the NRL school and open the double head. I thought it was a a really successful campaign. I you know I wish we I wish we continue it. Yeah, and you know what,
1: I remember the days of the Reds, and um, I got invited along sat boundary side um, for a game that the Reds played, I think it was against Newcastle, um, from from memory, um, I know Paul Harrigan was certainly playing um, for the other team, uh, the big chief, he was a bit of a fearsome sight, standing somewhere yeah, like near it. you, um, and... Uh, And there was a, I reckon there was twelve to thirteen to fourteen thousand. I reckon regular um, followers of that team, the Reds. I reckon they could build on that now. There's a there's a massive, um, you know, Kiwi element um, in Perth. They are more inclined to the rugby codes than than the AFL codes. Um, I get the feeling that you could sustain a a successful NRL team in Perth. I know you've not you're not a massive fan of it, but but I get the feeling it's doable. Hey, um. Tell us about Wade Graham, retiring after a 16-year career at Cronulla.
0: Well, he he comes from my former club. He comes from that region, the Penrith region, which is about an hour west of of the Sydney CBD. It's out of the base of the Blue Mountains, and a real working-class community. And he came through the grades at Penrith as a a number six, a five-eighth, a ball player, you know, the creator of everything. and. He was always uh, such a great a great junior, uh, Wade Graham, and then he made his first grade debut very young. I think he was 17 or 18 years of age and and then moved on from Penrith and went to Cronulla and was one of the real mainstays in the Cronulla Sharks side that ended up going on and winning the, the comp in 2016. Uh, he was pretty much like their second coach. And yeah, after a, a great career, which is... You know, he's played for his country, state, and, and won a premiership as well. Uh, it's just been a matter of time before Wade Graham's one of those players, Duff, that moves into the, the coaching sphere, I think. Um, tremendous guy off the field, a uh, real knockabout, probably a bit of a throwback, actually. Probably played through, at times, through, played in the wrong era. Um, probably a little bit more of a throwback to the 80s or 90s. And, uh, but a tremendous young, a tremendous young guy, and a great player, a great servant to the game, a real voice to the game now. When it comes to the Rugby League Players Association as well, he's he's got the game's best interests at heart. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been not only a true warrior, the amount of you know the amount of battering that his body's been put through, but he's also been one of the real creative, skillful players over his career as well. He's a he's a tremendous, tremendous player and tremendous guy off the field as well.
1: One more before I let you go, Scott. Which game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Which has the most implications for the comp this, this year?
0: Oh, well, there's, there's so many. Because whatever game at the moment, Duff, there's so many clubs are teetering on where they're going to sit in the A. So Newcastle, they've got to keep winning to play, to play finals footy. The, the Canberra Raiders, who are sitting fifth at the moment, but they've got a negative for and against. If they lose a game and, and three or four teams win, they could drop four or five, five spots. Down to about tenth you know, or eleventh position, um, the Brisbane Broncos. Everyone keeps questioning about whether you know they're going to be the team that they once uh, that they um, that they keep showing us that sitting second on the competition, equal first. So you know all of those teams are involved in those games. They're all teetering on whether you know whether they're going to um you know whether they're going to sit in the top four or the top eight. So there's still so much to play for with uh, what four rounds remaining.
1: Who's your tip? Who do you like?
0: Well, you're going to have to be a a really good team to beat this Penrith side. Defensively, they've been one of the best in the history of the game. So um, you're going to have to be a team that's going to be really good to beat them. So out of those teams who I think can beat Penrith, I think the Broncos can beat Penrith if they get to the grand final. Um, And I think if South Sydney, if they make the eight, I think they're the only team that can beat them from outside the eight. And we had a really exciting return to the rugby league field after 14 months. His name's Ryan Pappenhausen. He's one of the superstars. He plays for Melbourne. He came back last week. And if they get everyone back on the field, I think Melbourne on their day with Pappenhausen back, they can definitely beat Penrith. But you know what? You're going to have to be on your game for three weeks during the final series to, to beat Penrith.
1: Scotty, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure having the show. And uh, good luck calling games this weekend. Thanks, Duff. Scotty Sattler, part of the SEN family, one of our favourites on Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA. We are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes. You can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. We'll be back after the break.